For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Dylan, and I'm coming to you with a word from our sponsors, BetOnline.ag. Ever since we joined the Believe Podcast Network, BetOnline has been our staple sponsor, and I'm just here to tell you that our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports odds. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's NBA Finals and the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that is capital letters B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and to get into action. Bet online where the game starts. And welcome in to another episode of the Topic Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan. No, not Dylan. This is Alex uh, <laughs> running it on a, so- on a solo tip. Um, I have a very special guest today. Um, so we are heading into draft season. We are heading into free agency and all that good stuff. And so with that comes a ton, a ton of rumors and a ton of information that gets spelled out. So joining us today uh, is a man that has been steadily growing and improving his credibility and notoriety across NBA circles. Uh, he is an NBA insider for Bleacher Report, the host of Please Don't Aggregate This, and famously has compared himself to Varys from Game of Thrones. Please <laughs> welcome back, friend of the pod, returning for his hat trick, his three feet, Jake Fisher. I don't want to be known for talking about myself and Game of Thrones characters, but make it. How you doing, man? You got you got your little you got your little birdies out there, man. You got your little you know your little people getting you information. Yeah, you you can call it that. You can call. Yeah, it there that. we go. So hey, so let's let's get into it. Um, so you just got done going to Chicago to the to the combine, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, of course, the next thing on the schedule is the NBA draft coming up on June twenty third. So as this is being a, a Thunder podcast, um, we want to go ahead and kind of delve into the different scenarios and different possible maybe rumors out there involving the Thunder, involving other teams around the Thunder. So the first thing I kind of want to pick up on is uh, the buzz around number one. So the Orlando Magic have the number one pick. So what kind of buzz are you hearing about the number one pick? A lot of it that I'm hearing is, you know, Jabari, Jabari, Jabari. Uh, yeah. Are you hearing anything different? You know, Jabari kind of emerged as like the, the near consensus top prospect, I'd say, sometime around February, March. Um, and that's definitely, I think, held firm. There, there are definitely some people who are Chet Holmgren people, but 
Um, Jabari, I think, is, is the closest thing to the consensus top prospect in this draft. And with that, I mean, most people are still just expecting the Magic to take Jabari Smith. Um, I haven't talked to Chet Holmer's representatives recently but at the combine. They were speaking of the idea of like, oh, we hope he goes one. I just talked to someone, you know, involved in Jabari's representation yesterday. They were like, we believe he's going one. But that's, that's, a, that's a big difference, right? Yeah. Obviously, you know, this is all conjecture at this point in time. Um, but it's just still a data point that I have uh, taken note of. Um, but then again, like as I wrote from Combine Week, a lot of people who have worked with the Magic in the past or have dealt with the Magic or are familiar with the Magic were saying to me that they thought that Chet Holmgren's length profile was something that, you know, is pretty uh, symmetrical with what the Magic have liked to take, you know, dating back to Jeff Waltman and John Hammond's days in Milwaukee where they had Giannis and then they went for Thon Maker and John Henson's long wingspan and, um, you know, Larry Sanders came to fruition there. Um, and in Orlando, they've done kind of the same thing with Mo Bamba and others. So um, I really do think it's between those two guys. Right now, if I had to, you know, put down a mock draft in stone, I would still kind of guess Jabari. Uh, that's my that's my educated guess. But um, no one's really talking about anyone outside of those two right now. So let me let me ask you about that, because, of course, if the Magic take Jabari at one, then the consensus is that the Thunder are going to take uh, Chet at two. Um, any buzz about around that, like outside of just Chet? Like I, I have not heard anything. Like it's, it seems weird to me a little bit that like Paolo Bencaro has completely kind of fallen out of the top two conversation. Mm -hmm. um, he's like a consensus number three. Um, so any any inkling on maybe Bencaro coming into one, two, you know, the Thunder spot or the Magic spot? I haven't heard that yet, but also everyone I spoke to this week about, you know, who, who we did talk to, we, who we did talk about OKC with, they all said what, you know, Thunder fans will, 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 will pound their chest about saying like, oh, no one really knows what the Thunder are going to do, right? So to me, you know, I kind of figured out that Josh Giddy was going to be the Thunder's pick last year. Um, I wasn't like super confident in it, but I, I finally figured out by like tracking all the rumors about the Thunder and people around the league will say that the Thunder do a good job of sending out smoke screens. Right. And we, you know, we heard all about how they love James Booknight. Everyone was talking about how the Thunder loved James Booknight. Um, and there were some other rumors. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but I remember that I really started to, to get an understanding of their affinity for um, Giddy um, by learning about how closely OKC was monitoring him in Australia and in an, on Australia's national team last summer. So to try to pin down OKC stuff, like I kind of write down everything I hear and kind of almost rule out everything I hear as being the reality. Cause if everything's being sent out as a smokescreen, which again, we're speaking in a bit of a um, absolute here, but that's kind of my approach I'm taking with it. So, you know, to that point, maybe the fact we haven't heard Palo much could mean that he is the guy, you know, I, I, I definitely got breakfast with somebody um, in Chicago who has overlapped with a lot of the Thunder folks. Um, and he said, you know, Boncaro could be the guy too, being that the Thunder were always, it's in vogue to say now, but the Thunder were always kind of chasing Al Horford. Remember he was a name that was out there the summer of 2016 when KD 
signed with Golden State as a guy that the Thunder were trying to acquire because also KD purportedly wanted to play with Al Horford too. Um, that that was part of Boston's uh, you know pitch to signing with Al that they were in the KD hunt. And if they brought him there, you know maybe he could have brought KD as well. And they had that whole meeting with Tom Brady in the Hamptons mm-hmm. and all that, right? So you know maybe that is the Thunder's pick, but no one. Anyone who tells you, anyone outside of OKC and even someone in OKC who tells you what, that they know what they're going to do at this point in time, they're not they're not being truthful right now. Yeah, like I went, so last year, I went on a couple, you know, news station interviews, um, and I was like, hey, it's, it's going to be this guy named James Booknight, James Booknight, and it turned out not to be that. And so following the breadcrumbs last year, one of the biggest things was I believe there was a a private workout in California, probably like two or three days before the draft with Josh Giddy. Um, and so a lot of people, anybody who had any any idea of that definitely said, hey, the Thunder are definitely going after Josh Giddy. So, I mean, we, we may be talking and it may just be wait two or three days before the draft and see who they work out or see, you know, see where the plane goes, um, as you say. So one of the uh, smoke screens that may be up is the Jay Ivey. Uh, smoke screen where you know the Thunder could possibly trade back to let's say four with Sacramento pick up an asset but then also get the guy that they probably wanted all along in Jay Nivey um, what have you heard on that you know I, I've heard the Ivy rumors too um, and I will say that if that's true if the Thunder do want Jay Nivey I don't think they're going to trade back to get him especially with Sacramento being that I don't really see a package of moving up for two that makes sense for Sacramento where they're trying to make the playoffs next year. And, you know, I don't no no disrespect to all these top prospects in this draft, but no one's talking about them as someone who's going to automatically come in and be a playoff difference maker. Right. There is no, you know, Zion Luca type guy. I mean, Jabari is very well respected. A lot of these guys are very, you know, hyped up and, and acclaimed among scouts and executives, but I, everyone talks about the Kings looking for trade. And, and the other aspect of that Ivy rumor is people talk about, you know, the Kings probably, it sounds like most likely they won't make a deal until they're on the clock at four. Cause if on the off chance that the Thunder do take someone not in this, you know, proverbial top three, then all of a sudden if Chet Holmgren's there, if Paolo's there at four, then the, then the, the Kings phone lines are going to be, you know, lighting up. Yeah. So I think that's also partially why, that talking point is being repeated because there's ripple effects to it. Um, if the Thunder were to kind of break against the grain and go that direction. So the Thunder also have pick 12. And so that can definitely be a, you know, something that we can use to move up. And one of the things that you said in your recent podcast was that the Thunder were looking to move up from 12 to a higher pick. Any idea what that number one is going to cost and any idea how high they might want to go or how high they could realistically go. Yeah. I, I feel like piecing together the draft sometimes is, you know, collecting all these data points and, and sometimes using process of elimination. Right. So we talked about the Kings trade trading at four, right. So is there, you know, and they have this goal of the postseason. is there a veteran piece on the thunder that in theory would help move the Kings towards the postseason. You know, there's really not too many guys on that roster. I mean, there's one player that I am going to not say his name on a Thunder podcast that in theory would answer the question. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Um, you know, I don't think that's really going to happen either. Um, Are we talking about Lou Dort? <laughs> no, we're talking about the guy that I talked oh, about. Oh, Shay. Oh, okay. No. But because I I don't I don't want to get aggregated. You've been the... you've been absolved. You're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> don't worry about that. But um, no, I think so. Like, like trading up a sack doesn't make too much sense for twelve to me. So then your other options really like at five, Detroit. You know they're in a rebuild. They are hoping to not be five. Like they're going to take the best guy on the board there, unless the Thunder were, were to put on someone on the table. You know, obviously the Troy Weaver connections are there. Maybe there's someone there that. The Pistons would really like, but I doubt it. Everything I've heard sounds like Detroit wants to stick at five and take, you know, a high upside player there. Um, at six, you know, I think the Pacers are even considering potentially trading up to four with Sack um, to try. I mean, everyone talks about the Pacers liking Jaden Ivey too. So they could easily hang back at six, but I, I would imagine that the Pacers, after doing a rebuild of their own, a tanking year of their own, they don't have any interest in trading back. Seven is where I think is the is the real legitimate starting point, I think, for any team that wants to trade up that doesn't have like a real, you know, like ironically, he's on the roster in Sacramento right now. But someone like a Harrison Barnes, like he, I think you're going to need that type of like a fourth level starter, um, maybe, you know, a sixth man type player to actually get up to number four with Sacramento. Seven, the Blazers are just dying to um, get someone to uh, help Dame as well, but maybe they'd be willing to get a second pick back in order to chain uh, to send two se- two seconds to go get a Jeremy Grant or to go get an OG Ananobi. So they're a little bit different with Sacramento than, than Sacramento because I think they've got other guys that they already know they could use more draft capital with. So if the Thunder can give them multiple picks to go get another guy. Maybe that is an opportunity at eight with New Orleans. You know, I also think that's like a spot where the Pelicans are probably looking more for a guy there or for a veteran piece. So I don't really know if it's that feasible for a team to trade up into that top tier without giving a piece back. The Thunder might not be the right profile of a team as much as, you know, people definitely talk about them wanting to go up there. I don't know how high up they really can get from 12. So kind of speaking on that, <clears throat> so one of the one of the assets that you may use to move up is a player. So Lou Dort, Kenrich Williams, uh, Derek Favors, those are probably the the more realistic movable assets that, that the Thunder have as far as on their roster. Any any rumors on anything as far as you know, maybe a Lou Dort extension coming up, you know, maybe Kenrich Williams, something like that to kind of juice up a uh, a trade to move up. The you know, only thing I've heard on on those guys dating back to the trade deadline when I was asking about you know the opportunity to move Favors or Kenrich because teams were definitely calling about Kenrich and Favors had his you know, he's definitely going to pick up his option like he ended up doing. Um, the consistent word was that all those guys love being in OKC. Like Favors loves being in OKC. Apparently, so does Kenrich. So um, that's something that I think is an important. Like, I don't think they're going to be the Thunder are going to be itching to move those guys. Um, because they they fill the role. Favors' role is to be a veteran and plug up some of the salary cap a bit, maybe. Kenrich is to be, you know, a, a swingman, a contributor um, that obviously is drawn the attention of other teams. But I don't think the Thunder are desperate or have any real interest in moving um, him at all. Okay. Um, so based on what you heard now, so of course, you know, Jabari goes number one. More than likely, Chet goes number two. Um, I didn't Any say I, 
<laughs> well, okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Consensus, no. consensus says that. What would you say? What would you say for number two? What would you say? Saying, yeah, I'm operating under that assumption at the moment, but I'm definitely not okay. saying that's what I think is going to happen because I have no clue at this point. It's still, it's so early, like you said. Like we'll find out a lot more. It's 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 a good healthy exercise, I think, to keep track of all of it and kind of do like a spreadsheet over time and just mm-hmm. say, oh, this is what I think now. This is what I think in a week. This is what I think in two weeks. Um, cause you can start to second guess yourself once some smoke starts coming out to throw people off the scent. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure I'm, I'm penciling in chat right now, but I'm not saying I even remotely think that's a done deal. So any rumors on the number 12 pick? So maybe, you know, agents or players in that range that you've heard that maybe they've had a workout with Oklahoma city. Maybe they have, you know, you know, of course, I doubt it at 12, but of course at 30, you know, there's rumors of a promise out there to certain players. Mm-hmm. Um, and so any rumors to that, to that ilk? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming you're alluding to Caleb Houston uh, from Michigan. Like, yeah, that's definitely a hot, to- that was a hot topic around the combine week that he, he didn't play. So, you know, maybe the Thunder who have done that in the past, um, who have promised players like, you know, Another Michigan player, um, Mitch. Uh, I'm blanking on, yeah, Mitch McGarry. Um, so that's just you know people speculating. Though I, I don't have any more definitive uh, information yeah. on that. I mean, I will say, and again, this is just something that's been echoed around the league. There was a talk of Jeremy Sochan being the guy that the Thunder want to trade up for. Now, again, that's just talk. So I'm filing that away to anyone potentially trying to cut this for a blog post. Honestly, I'm believe I'm taking that and I'm believing that that means that they're not trying to trade up for Jeremy Sochan. They're trying to trade up for somebody else. Cause that's how you know, I'm following that under the James book night material from last year. I could be wrong. That could be the guy, but that's the one piece of information that came out and it came out pretty quick and like wildfire around the combine. So because of that, that's also why I'm starting to think that, or I immediately thought that it wasn't true and it was maybe, intentionally misleading so it's, it's like it, it's so funny like the thunder sound like the type of team that has done so much like back room stuff that when you hear something from them you automatically assume that oh this is just a smoke screen this is not the real thing and so that i, I think that kind of works to their advantage sometimes as far as that secrecy and that cloak that that keeps them very secretive it does yeah um so any so kind of moving you know, we're finishing up this podcast, kind of moving on to some players maybe. So, of course, the draft is a good time to kind of move some players around also. Any rumors on any possible player movement that could be happening? Of course, you have your Jeremy Grant. You know, there's always that specter of Russell Westbrook um, because of his contract. Uh, Tobias Harris, he's kind of in the same wheelhouse as Russell. And you brought up uh, OG Ananobi. So any rumors on that? Yeah, the OG stuff I've talked about too much this week, but um, you know, it's definitely Portland and Utah are, are, are interested there, and there's talk around the league that he's been dissatisfied by his role and would like a more a greater opportunity. So could that happen elsewhere? Um, DeAndre Ayton, I'm really paying attention to Jalen Brunson of great interest, although people are pretty much you know ruling him back to Dallas. I still think New York seems to be on the table. Um, and, you know, John Collins in Atlanta is definitely a, a name that I'm really looking at, too. I think the Hawks are going to be one of the more active teams this summer, if not the most active. 
And so one more, one more question. So um, I think Adam Silver kind of dispelled this yesterday, kind of, you know, very quickly, but uh, rumors of expansion, you know, Seattle, Las Vegas, anything mm-hmm. on that front that you've heard? People talk about it happening more 2025 down the line after the new TV deal comes in. Um, you know, Vegas and Seattle are definitely the most popular rumored destinations. Um, there are people trying to line up for when those teams become available and when the expansion does come available. So that's what's fueling this conversation right now. It's not the league opening up the door and saying, hey, we're having these conversations. It's teams starting to it, – it's not teams. It's parties of, you know, wealthy, wealthy individuals – um, starting to come together and have the rich person, you know, whisperings about, yeah. oh, how could we potentially get an NBA team? I got you. Well, Jake, thank you very much for all the information. You are a wealth of information when it comes to NBA rumors, especially this time of year, offseason draft. But we do truly appreciate you coming on. Do you have anything you want to go ahead and plug before we go? Um, yeah, we're still writing at least once a week, probably more often at BR in the coming weeks. Um, my show, Please Don't Aggregate This, is on the call-in app. Awesome. I, I, love, I love that title. Thank you. Twice a week. And it's on uh, Apple and Spotify, too. Um, and uh, my book is still out there, Built to Lose, How the NBA is Tanking Era, Change the League Forever, which I'm sure will always be of great interest to Oklahoma City Thunder fans. Well, Jake, thank you very much. Um, of course, you know, you can always catch us, um, Topic Thunder. And as always, as we like to end the podcast, Thunder Up. Thunder Up. My, my. There you go, my guy. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.